0: Hey, welcome again to just a regular conversation piece where we don't have anything really planned. We just sort of let it go as it will. Uh, But once again, for this conversation, I am Scott. And I am Brad. And this is not about us. All right, so let's get started with this. Uh, Brad, uh, before we begin our conversation with the world, I guess you could say, uh, let's start it with God. Could you start us off that way, please?
1: Absolutely. Yahweh God, we cherish you. We love you. We adore you. We do this because of you. We hope that we can praise you that we can worship you, that we can give you honor and glory in these conversations. But in order to do that appropriately, I want to talk about the things you want us to talk about. So please be the honored guest. Lead our conversation. Put on our hearts the things that we need to talk about, the things that we should talk about, or whatever you think is important because we don't know. We don't know. We just know that we want to celebrate you. Amen.
0: All right. So uh, you got anything on your heart you want to jump out, or should I jump in? Well, I think I'll start
1: real quick. Um, so doing these podcasts, I've been able to do some things um, that are that I find r- r- a lot of fun, um, but I also have had some learning curves as I've been going. But one of the things that I've seen recently that's been kind of exciting to me um, on our website I can see analytics of what's going on and I don't want to freak you out. I don't, I can't see who exactly is visiting our site, right. but I can see where you're from. And this is, this is just blown my mind. We've had visitors from Germany. We've had visitors from Ireland. And recently we've had many visitors from Vietnam. And I, I'm, that just amazes me. You know, Scott, before we started the podcast, we had made this comment that whoever God wants to hear us, he'll bring to us. That's right. You know, we didn't, we had dreams. We had daydreams that this would grow big and get out there. But I never honestly thought that we would get more than past my my social circle. You know, I thought my friends on Facebook and whatnot. But it, it's getting out there. And it's getting out to places that that uh, I never thought it would. Uh, even here in in America, we're, we're, we live in Iowa. And we've got people from Florida and California and North Dakota and Missouri. That's probably our family. But we have people from all over America. And, and I don't know. It's just blowing my mind. So well, all, I guess what I'm trying to say here is thank you. Yeah, I I mean, agree. Thank you for coming and and checking out our page and uh, listening to these podcasts and and
0: th- just thank you. Yeah, I got to tell you, I um, I'm a writer and I've been in drama. So one of the things you learn about when you're in school, you're going over these things, and your director and your teachers are discussing things and and telling you uh, how to do it, is know your audience and. As a drama director of different groups and, and such, just uh, uh, groups we put together on our own, that kind of thing, I always tell people that's an important rule. Know your audience, and our audience is God. And I want to share that with you right now, because going into this, I, I so appreciate all of you, and I hope this is edifying you, But I personally went into this with the idea that I don't care if this doesn't go out to anybody and nobody hears it. Uh, And uh, conversely, I don't care if millions and millions hear it. The one I want to please is when I stand before God on Judgment Day and I stand before His throne and He reviews my life, I want what I say here to be reviewed by Him with with happy tears in his eyes saying good my good and faithful servant well done. So that's that's my goal and I hope that comes across to you and I I hope that's something you appreciate and and enjoy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If uh if we've inspired one person to seek a relationship with God, I think that's mission success. And anything after that would be <laughs> Would just be a bonus, but, but anyway, we look at it. You there? There's been several views of the page, um, and I, I'm just, I'm so thankful. I uh, and, please, if you want to, comment with us, send us messages, even if you're just telling me, hey, where you're from. I'm finding that fascinating, uh, but if you've got something that God's laid on your heart, we would love to hear it. Uh, we'll only we won't share it unless you say, hey, please share. Um, but yeah, if there's something that's important to you that God's laid on your heart and you want it to get out, well, it might just get out as far as Vietnam or Germany or Ireland
0: or you know even just many places here in the U.S. So, but thank you. And on that note of thanks, um, I want to take an opportunity on each of these conversation pieces to just select someone to kind of shout out and go. Hey, thank you for helping me personally. Uh, oftentimes, uh, Brad's involved too, but uh, I, I I spent the, the first two conversations uh, talking about different people in my life. Today, I want to give a shout-out to Michael Rood. We've mentioned him many times in previous podcasts. Uh, his last name is spelled R-O-O-D, and you can check him out. We've included a link to his website. He has... His studies have really helped us uh, and discover a lot of truths that we were missing early on. He's not perfect, but nobody is. Uh, but hes I, I truly appreciate him for, for one reason, and that is he, his heart, I believe, is sincere. He's truly chasing what he feels Yahweh God wants him to know. Just like Brad and I, he's not going to get it right all the time. Nobody is. But I really appreciate not only that he's trying, that he knows he's not perfect. I, I I do. I have a special place in my heart for people who know that and they embrace it. They embrace their weakness. I had the chance to meet Michael Rood once. He was speaking at in Des Moines, Iowa. It was part of a prophecy tour. I don't I. I how do I say this? It was part of a group. Uh, there was a, the Prophecy Club would host these in Des Moines, Iowa. There was about one a month, and I had gone to several. and quite honestly, I was almost ready to give up on them at the time. went to Michael Rood because someone told me it was really fascinating. You really got to check this out. There's really a lot of really in-depth, meaty knowledge that he's got that you'll find fascinating. So I went ahead, but I had gone to several of these for a while. And found people who were giving information about things that the government was doing in secret and prophetic end times Armageddon stuff. That uh, I mean, I mean, I remember listening to one person who was literally saying, "This is what's coming down. This is what you need to do. You need to take a whole bunch of food. You need to build a shelter. You need to build a barricade. You need to get a whole bunch of weapons. And you're not a good Christian." unless you blow the head off of anyone who sticks his head in your little hole. Uh and and I kept thinking maybe they have some information, but this is not the right spirit. This is this is not this this is not God. Uh, a lot of this that was going on. That sounds
1: like a spirit of fear to me. Which yeah. That's completely I consider revelation to be exciting. Uh-huh. I consider it an ultimate worship book. Um, Yeah, there's going to be trials and tribulations, but how we answer those trials and tribulations will show if we're truly a Christian or not.
0: Yeah, and so when Michael Rood came and spoke, and he was talking about, uh, he was specifically talking about the feasts of the Lord in that, that instance, and how they, in their presentation in their rehearsal in their performance that the feast that god set up how they perfectly explained who jesus was and how he was to come in the spring feasts of the lord they were how explain how jesus came the first time the fall feasts explain how he's going to come the second time in revelation as brad's going to get into here but he was very much talking about and when this happens and when this garbage goes down and when this horrible thing happens you're going to have the ability to witness and to love people uh, on a scale you've never known before an ability you've you've never had before people who wouldn't listen to you will now listen because they're so desperate for because of what's going on and i just appreciated that and i got the chance to tell him that personally that that i just appreciated that about him that he was he was preaching love In his information he wasn't he wasn't preaching fear he wasn't preaching death and destruction and oh woe is me he was preaching the power of Jesus Christ through love in all of this and and so that's why I just want to lift him up and say Michael Rude, you're probably not listening to me but hey thank you so much uh, for all that you've given us if you are and I'll
1: throw in a little bit there too um, so his channel on YouTube or his website, um, we had, I had the link to the website, um, but it's a rude awakening and it's, it's R O O D awakening, uh, catchy little title, but oh,
0: go no ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if you head over there, if you check out anything, check out the Feast, uh, Prophecy 101, the yes. Feasts of the Lord. And also, I encourage you to check out the the secret of Solomon's Temple. Yes. It is a wonderful, awesome piece, and it shows you how they actually discovered archaeology. Well, well, I shouldn't say archaeologists, but they, I, you know what? I'm going to let you go and listen to the story, but they showed how the Ark of the Covenant was hidden. For those of you who don't know, the Ark of the Covenant has been found. It's been found for a while. Uh, but it shows you how they discovered how it was hidden, and it's in the Bible, how they did it, and we've missed it, and it's such a cool story. I, I Please, go check it out. And once again, in case you're wondering, why are you making us leave <laughs> your page? Because it's not about us. I don't care if you never come back to our site, if you find Jesus, uh, please check it out.
1: Another cool thing about A rude Awakening is, is Michael Rood's gotten to be kind of, uh, what do I want to say, kind of a leader in, well, in the Christian circles, but not necessarily the Christian circles that you probably are well familiar with. He's become kind of the leader of the underdog Christian circle, um, the ones who I believe have more truth than some of the religious institutes. Um, But it's an awesome uh, kind of social networking place. He has interviewed, and he has links, and, and he's brought people onto his weekly uh, Shabbat show. Um, and I have increased my circle of people that I follow just because I've seen them interviewed on there. So check him out and then learn what he's got, but also maybe check out some of the, the other people that he's had on there um, and see what truth that they have that they can share with you as well. Yes, I totally agree. Thank you, Michael Rood.
0: All right. Anything else you want to throw out? I've got a few topic ideas or things I could toss out here, but is there something else uh, you'd like to talk about right now? Well, no, go ahead and throw out your first topic idea. Okay. Uh, well, one of the things I just wanted to say is we've brought up before uh, how we Sabbath with each other. To Brad and I, this right here that we're doing is kind of our Sabbath time and, and just what that means to us. So, the the Sabbath is just a day of rest. And in uh, I've said before, and I'll say it again, uh, over and over and over, ad nauseum, that the physical examples in the Old Testament are just that. Physical examples given to a people who didn't have the Holy Spirit yet, who could not understand spiritual truth. So, we see in the physical example of... The day of rest, the the Sabbath day. Uh, in fact, in the the law of Moses, it says, "Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy." There's been a lot of mistakes uh, about that in present day because we are again we're limiting it to a physical day, and we don't understand the spiritual truth behind what it means. And there's so much to it. But I just want to briefly say, I'm going to get into that more as I go through Genesis. But first of all, the Sabbath day, as we've mentioned before, to the Jews, it was sundown to sundown. And their Sabbath day equates to the rest of the world, Friday night to Saturday night, sundown to sundown. But even that, so we've got it wrong. When we when we worship on Sunday, people say, well, we've got it wrong. That's the wrong day of the week. And it and it shows how we've changed things. I, I'm not in disagreement with that. It, uh, it is an indication of how we've manipulated and changed uh, who God is to try to fit our own design of who we think he should be. But I think the real truth is that the Sabbath day is revealing a spiritual truth. And that is, remember you're just, you're, your lover, God. The first four commandments in the, the the Ten Commandments are all centered around God and our relationship with God. And they follow this pattern. Do not, do not, do not, do. And this is intended to be a loving marriage relationship with your father on high. So I ask you out there, if you're married, or if you're not, just imagine a marriage where you are not hurting your spouse, you're not hitting, you're not punishing, you're not abusing your spouse, you're not withholding any good thing from your spouse, you're, you're not verbally assaulting them, you're not doing any bad thing to them, but you're also not spending any time with them. You're also not just loving them. Just wanting to be with them. What kind of marriage is that? The Sabbath day is all about just wanting to spend time with God. The real picture of what it should be, we've lost, in America at least. In our present-day church system, it's become a a system of duty and a system of make sure you're here for an hour or two once a week uh, or God will get you if you don't it's really, there's, there's no joy to it. I, I remember a Simpsons episode where they get home from church and, and Bart and Lisa and Homer, are, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to do that for another week. And Marge says something to the effect of, church shouldn't be a duty. You know, it shouldn't be something you, you hate. And I'm paraphrasing here, but Homer essentially says, it shouldn't be, but it is. And I remember thinking, yeah, you know what? They're right as much as they're making fun of it and parodying the whole thing, they're absolutely right in that. That's the way the world sees it and that's what it's become for most of us. So when we say Brad and I were Sabbathing together, we were doing it on Wednesday nights. We're doing it on Friday nights. We we would do it on Thursday. Whenever we could get together and we had the time, we were just getting together and just enjoying being in God's presence. That was the desire. It was date night with God. And that's why I want to encourage all of you. That's what the Sabbath is designed to be. The day of the week is completely irrelevant. Again, it was a physical example designed to reveal something about who he is. And who he is is your lover. So uh, Brad, go ahead and and jump into this uh, and and tell your thoughts. But that's, that's what Sabbath means to me. And we keep talking about Sabbathing together. That's what we're talking about.
1: Well, there's an interesting parallel that um, that I came to. When we would do, if we couldn't meet for one full week by the by the tail end of that week, I would start to get tired. I would start to physically, mentally, I would just start to be tired. We would then have our Sabbath, we would have that date day with God. And the next several days, Oh, I was just on fire. I had so much energy. I was just excited. And I personally think that's what church should be. You should leave church, and you should be ready to get back and get that refreshing, feel that excitement. And then for the next, if you're stronger than me, in the next Six days, you're sharing it with other people. You're telling them about it. You're excited about it. Me, I was actually only good for maybe four days, and then I was starting to feel tired and 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 worn down. I needed that refreshing of my spirit um to get back out there. Yeah, I I, I think it's just interesting that my experiences Sabbathing are basically the opposite of church. Yeah, you know, I've gone to church. I was part of a Presbyterian church and I would go every Sunday and I actually just trying to make it more interesting, I actually joined their session. Like I was just trying to bring some passion or purpose to that place. But it just felt like it like that church had a death sentence. It's you've walked in there and you just slowly saw the people getting older and you know, people would pass away and there wasn't new young people coming in and it was it was depressing, so then I have my Sabbath with Scott and family. I mean, my mom was a part of it. Um, sometimes his uh, Scott's wife and son would be a part of it. Occasionally, his son uh, once in a while would have his friends from Canada down. They'd be part of you know something. Eventually, uh, my wife was a part of it. It just became this big date day and celebration, and we'd have food. We would. There for a while, we were just mixing up, go to a restaurant, and then Scott and I would study and meet and talk and, and Sabbath and do all of it. It was just, it was. It was day to day with God. It was addicting. I All I can say is I would encourage you to try it.
0: Yeah. I very much, I've gotten to the point where, and, and I was back then, and now uh, these podcast days are my favorite day of the week. Yes. I can't wait to get here. How many of us can say that about church? How many of us can say that about Sunday morning service, going to church? You know what? I honestly hope you can. I honestly hope you can. I'm not trying to bash on everyone. I'm just trying to say, those of us who, who understand, we've been in those congregations, we've been in those systems where, oh, do I have to go back? Can I find any reason that can get me out of this? Uh, because I do not enjoy it, I don't want to be here. It's just become painful duty, not joyous celebration. And why is that? You know, why why is the love gone? Why is the passion gone? And it's just become something you're supposed to do. There, there's a lot of reasons to that, but but yeah, Brad's right. It it this is supposed to be a party. It's supposed to be a celebration. Uh, it's it's supposed to be something you don't want it to end. And it's become, sit down, shut up, listen to this for an hour, give us your money, now get out of here.
1: That was one of the hardest things for me. That's why when I was attending that Presbyterian church, I joined the session because I wanted to do stuff. I didn't want to just sit there Mm -hmm. and listen and... Uh, for one year of my attendance there, we had a regular pastor, and yeah, the guy had a lot of wisdom. He was, you know, he was he was fine. Um, he had been a teacher uh, previously in his life, and so he would share his sermons kind of in a in a in a teacher way, which was cool. But how many times did I sit there and go, oh, I want to interject something, or oh, I want to share something, or oh, that made me think of this, and I wasn't able to. Because, you know, he's the star of the show, you know, and so I joined the the session just trying to uh, just trying to participate. And for the last year that I was there, um, that pastor had retired and we had a series of guest pastors week after week. I started dreading it. What was I going to get this week? How many times did I sit there? And I don't want to make it sound like, you know, I know everything because I certainly don't. But there'd be sermons where I'd just be shaking my head going, why are we telling our people this? That that That's not right. That doesn't feel like truth to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided, well, I better put my, you know, if I'm going to be saying these things about other people, then maybe I should get up there and see how difficult the task really is. So um, I led a couple of the sermon sessions and and, you know, that to me was exciting in the sense that, oh, wow, I can, I finally get to, I get to contribute something. But then I realized I'm now the star of this show. It's not who I want it to be. Right. You know, there is no good way, unless you have like a, a home church. Um, I've heard of, that this has been growing in popularity. I don't know about COVID now after um, home churches, people just meeting in homes and they're basically doing what we were doing, Scott, Sabbathing and, and uh, you know, one person might lead it this week, but the ne- next week this person leads it. That's getting pretty close to the idea of what it should be. I would think.
0: Yeah. Another thing I want to emphasize about this is I don't want this to sound like I am publicly now making an announcement everyone should leave the church system. I'm not attacking that. I'm not telling you to do that. I am telling you always, always, always in everything go where God leads you regardless of who is upset with you for it regardless of who rejoices over it. Uh, They shouldn't matter, God should, in in everything, but um, because there are many things. I have many friends, uh, people I I love and I trust who are pastors of different congregations, very much appreciate their heart and what they're doing and and pray for them. But uh, yeah, Sabbath means so much more than what we've turned it into, at least in America. Uh, I can't speak for other countries. Uh, not not trying to encourage everyone to walk out of church and never go back. The church service, the Sunday church service, so to speak. But but yeah, Brad and I, we found that to Sabbath means so much more than what we've limited it to.
1: Well, and I would agree that you know if you want to change something, you probably shouldn't just abandon it. You should, you know, I would actually encourage more people to take these kind of thoughts and ideas to their church. Um, and see if, uh, cause, cause my concern is if, if things continue as, as they are now, we start seeing more and more church buildings close. Well, that's just giving the enemy more room. I mean, I say, let's try to keep these churches open. Let's just, let's just try to help them understand what they should be teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's make it more of an interactive experience that all parties can be, that can be a part of. Right. You know, there shouldn't be a, the only star that should be on that stage is Jesus. Absolutely. You know, there shouldn't be one person standing there. And if, uh, you have some people that don't want to speak, you know, that's fine. But we were called to be pastors to each other. You know, if I have a problem, you're supposed to help me out, Scott. If you have a problem, I'm supposed to help you out. Yeah. Um. That's that's how the whole system was supposed to have been done. And always we're supposed to answer that with love and respect, mm-hmm. you know. So in my experiences in the church, you know, a lot of times I didn't see love and respect. I saw gossipy old women and putting down—I've I've seen pastors gossip about people, you know. And it's just like that's— that's not right. So I just think we should, I like the word accountability, checks and balances. Mm -hmm. That's what I prayed for uh, when I was starting my relationship. God, I need somebody to be my accountability partner. I need somebody that I can go, this is on my heart and I don't want to go down that road. I need that person to to, to help me out. And luckily I found you.
0: And I have my thoughts on the way it should look and the way it should be and all that kind of thing. I don't want to get too deep into that for my part right here because that's a whole other thing and 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 a lot of it has to do with personal preference and i i i want it to be truly god coming out in that but i do want to emphasize the fact that sabbath the spiritual reality behind it is meant to be passion and love and excitement about your lover and being able to spend time with them do we really honestly have that in the system we have now? That's all I want to say is some people might be confused when we talk about, we've mentioned before and we'll talk about again how Brad and I have Sabbathed together. Uh, we're not talking about Sunday service. We're just talking about getting together with the Lord and and just having having fun with Him. Absolutely. So anywhere else you want to go right now? we got plenty of time. Uh, got plenty of things don't all have to be said right now. <laughs> There's been, you know, things have been just kind of
1: crazy as of late um, in, in this country and around the world. I I just want to share something kind of interesting. I was going to blog about it. And I still will. And I'll put the pictures on then. But what uh, was it last just last weekend? Um, Scott, his wife, his son, my wife, we all wanted to go to the zoo the des moines zoo my wife and i got there first and found out that uh, there's still some restrictions in place you had to you had to have done your reservations online and and there was no guarantee that we would all get to go through the zoo at the same time so we decided you know what it's a nice day let's just walk around our downtown des moines and what none of us knew because apparently we're unobservant or not paying attention was there had been a riot downtown Des Moines the night, the day before. Protesters and there had been some actual rioting and tear gas had been deployed and, and all of these things. And uh, while we're having this walk, you know, I kept getting this weird smell here or there. Come to find out, I think it might have still been left over tear gas. But we come to one of our big... Uh, <laughs> we, I'll call it a skyscraper, but in Des Moines, Iowa, our skyscrapers are not like skyscrapers in the (laughs) biggest cities, but one of our bigger skyscrapers. And I was just looking straight up and thought, oh, this is kind of an interesting perspective. So I decided to take a picture. And as I'm looking up and taking this picture, I've snapped a couple of them. And I'm just now looking at my camera going, what is that? Lower my camera and actually look with my actual eyes and... Above the building, almost perfectly around it, is a sun dog, which is basically just like a circular rainbow, this, this gorgeous, perfect, circular rainbow. Almost perfectly, uh, the building's almost perfectly in the middle of it. You know, it's just, wow, that's really cool. So we all stop, we take photos, we all appreciate it. And then as I'm walking away and I'm thinking about it, to me, I call them godwinks. But I just thought this was a beautiful little thing. Here, the day before, there was anger, there was violence, there was passion in in, in the more anger sense of the word. And then the very next day, this beautiful, perfect circular rainbow above the epic center of where this violence was. I see a connection there. No one else might. I don't know. I thought it was cool. To me, it's just God saying... Hey, I'm still in control. Here's some beauty from something that wasn't so great. Um, And I just think it's interesting that, you know, the sun dog was only there for a few moments. We would have completely missed it if we had gone through with our original plan. So that's why I call it a god wink, because I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I call them god winks. I think there's something to it. And maybe all I needed to know was he's still there. He's still in control. Maybe it wasn't even for me. Maybe I'm seeing somebody else's uh coincidence, somebody else's god wink. But anyway I look at it, I just thought it was kinda cool. I just wanted to share that. That was on my heart.
0: Well that is cool. I'm glad you I was there. Uh I, I, I witnessed the uh the the rainbow phenomenon in the sky. It was really cool, but uh yeah, I I appreciate that perspective.
1: Sometimes it takes a little time to think about it. Um, you know, God does the things and he knows what he's doing, but sometimes you, you have to get all the facts. You know, I, I, I didn't know about the riot until I, I knew about it, but I didn't know that it was where, close to where we were. I didn't make all the connections until I was really thinking about it like a day or two later. And I was like, Oh, Oh God, you're working again. I get it. <laughs>
0: Hey, something else I want to mention here, and I kind of mentioned it in one of the earlier podcasts that we talked about. Is, uh, we mentioned that there were some dogs indoor. But uh, as we've been recording these today, uh, Brad's got family here. They're upstairs. They're walking around. We can hear them. I don't know how well it's recording on the podcast. Sometimes the the blower is turned on, the, the air conditioning, other things have happened. And I just want to mention that uh, I kind of appreciate that just that uh, this is not about us and it's just like you know what <laughs> sometimes we we're not in the the fanciest of studios and we don't have multi-million <laughs> dollar setup and we're just a couple of guys hanging out in the basement talking about God and 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 kind of what Brad was talking about before in in this in the Sabbath discussion about how sometimes with the uh, the setup we have now in our churches there's one guy on stage and we're not necessarily looking at the right guy Uh, there should be one person uh, that we're all looking at and sometimes he's not even invited in but we just hope that it really means this way it really means this to us but we just hope that that you guys notice that we're not perfect Oh, absolutely! Yeah, because we like that fact that uh, we don't want to be center stage. We want this to be not about us, legitimately. If for one moment this becomes something where I don't
1: feel humble and I'm, I I'm maybe even a little bit afraid to share what's going on in my thoughts or heads, that will be a failure because because that would be about me. Mm-hmm. If I started if I started saying, "Hey, this is." this is awesome because of me. That's a failure. That was never the goal of this podcast. Always, always going to be not about us. And I would go so far as to say the first time I feel like we broke that rule, we should be done.
0: Yeah. I remember a story about a, um uh, uh an American mega church that was, uh, hosting, uh, a Christian leader from China. Uh, he was, a they had brought him over and they were showing him their incredible facility and the incredible the, the large room to preach in the the sound editing studio the the basketball court that they had built the large the Sunday school rooms the uh, sophisticated equipment all of this stuff and his comment at the end was wow it is amazing what you have accomplished without god yeah, and, and unfortunately, that's too true in in too much of quote unquote Christianity in America.
1: Yeah, right now we are. Let me paint a picture for you. Normally, we do this um, upstairs or in, or in uh, my office, but uh, since we do have family in today, we are in my unfinished basement. Scott is literally sitting on the concrete floor. I'm sitting on a folding chair. We've had. Two cats down here, at uh, off and on. Uh, we've had to wrestle with them to try to keep them from rubbing up against the mics and and the computers. We've had got this... a bunch of
0: boxes and crates <laughs> up against the wall.
1: Yeah, all the all the stuff that you know you, you you accumulate that we don't really have a place for, so it just sits here in the basement. That's that's America right there,
0: sitting by some power tools and <laughs> water heater in the furnace,
1: and. Uh, over there, you got uh, a bucket. <laughs> you know, you've got uh, my weights over there.
0: And I'm literally sitting right in front of a hole in the concrete, <laughs> leading down into dirt.
1: Yeah, that hole uh, was something that we questioned when we were buying the house. And it's actually pretty cool if we ever decide that we can have the funds and we and we have the ambition, we can finish this basement. And that hole will actually make it super easy for us to install a tub somehow. <laughs> But uh, right now it's just, it's just a crack in the cement with dirt in it. (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, it's not glamorous by any means right now. Yeah.
0: But so I hope that's actually encouraging to you in some way that we're just a couple of guys doing this. And again, we've always said from the beginning, we hope that this whole thing encourages you to chase the way we are. You go after your Bible study. You seek after God. You, You shouldn't get truth from us. I hope we are helping you. I hope we are edifying you. But you should be getting your truth from the Holy Spirit, from Yahweh himself. That's where the connection should be. We hope this encourages you to hear this. We're just a couple of guys sitting in the basement doing this. (laughs) We hope that makes you go, wow, cool, awesome. That means I can do this too. Absolutely. Anybody can do this.
1: All you need to do is to have a conversation with God and just ask God to show more of who he is to you. And you might need a little patience because it may not happen in your time, but that's the start of it. And then from there, you—I highly recommend that you surround yourself with like-minded people. Um, I was at a point in my life a few years—well, more than a few years ago now—I forget. I'm getting older, uh, but uh, <laughs> we're but, always getting older, Brad. <laughs> don't don't forget. That. <laughs> but uh, says the twelve-year-old in spirit. That's true. <laughs> um, I won't deny that. But there was a point in my life where I always believed in God. Always. But there was a point in my life where I was surrounded by myself. I had uh, friends who were atheists, and I do not want them to, if they're listening to this, I'm not putting you down. I'm praying for you. Don't get me wrong. But uh, they weren't chasing a relationship. I I had other friends that were just indifferent. You know, like there was no conversations about God. There was, There was no chasing. And... So it really does help. I, I I would compare it to being an alcoholic trying to recover. Well, you can't surround yourself with your friends that are still out partying and drinking, you know, because you're going to very easily want to fall into that trap of going back and drinking as well. So, you know, you, you find... Uh, and this might be where a church might be a good resource for you. You know, they might have Bible studies or they might have church groups or clubs. I know, like, in Des Moines... We have, we have this uh, social club, and you can you can research on there and find people that have similar hobbies or ideas, and so maybe that's something that you look into. But I highly recommend if you're at a place where you want to start chasing, but maybe you've surrounded yourself with some people who don't. Don't give up on those friendships, but maybe start expanding your your friendships. And and finding some other people that are also chasing. Uh, are we getting close
0: to the end of this? Should we start wrapping
1: it up? Yeah, we're at about forty-ish minutes after 40. some edits.
0: Okay, so I've got one thing I'd like to wrap up here. Do you have anything else you want to say? You want to? You know, I could say this, and you want to wrap it up, or, or do you want me to just uh, end it here? No, go for it. Okay, I have something that has been on my heart. Um, it's just. Uh, We have a lot of talk about, you know, why does God let bad things happen to good people? And why do people suffer uh, in this world? That kind of thing. Why does a good God let people suffer? And a lot of times I just hear, well, there's no real good answer for that. Well, I don't know everything, and I'm not all-knowing. But I do want to offer one answer here that might help you. It really helped me understand and appreciate uh, the love of God now the Bible says many times uh, bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name A- and many times it says bless God bless God bless God over and over we need to bless God would you agree that the Bible says that Brad
1: yes frequently
0: yeah and yet Paul says in the New Testament he said It is beyond debate, which means it is so obvious that if you debate against this point, you're simply revealing how ignorant and stupid you are. It is beyond debate that the greater always blesses the lesser. So, if the greater blesses the lesser and we are to bless God... How is that possible unless we are greater than God? Am I blowing your mind, Brad? A little bit. (laughs) We are greater than God in one thing, and one thing alone, and it's by design God made it this way, and that is our free will. God will never contradict our free will, because love forced is not love at all. And he—oh, go ahead, Brad. No,
1: I was just going to say that's— That's truth.
0: Yes. God is... I don't know if I've said it before here, but I've said it oftentimes in in my own life and other studies and to other people. God is not a rapist. He is a lover. God seeks your love, your true love. He does not force it out of you. Because forced love is not love at all. So, He will never contradict your free will. He will let you decide on your own... But now, because we can decide on our own, and he will not contradict that, we will often choose wrong. We will often not choose love. We will choose selfishness, which always leads to hate, to vengeance, to anger, to evil. And he will, because he loves us, allow us the penalty for those actions. Because if we did evil and hatred and anger and all those things and everything was wonderful and nothing bad ever happened to us because of it, then we, why would we chase God? Why would we chase love? Why would we deviate from that path if everything about our selfishness was always wonderful? So he lets us live the consequences of our own disobedience because he loves us. So we will see what we've done and turn around and run to him in love. We have free will that he will not contradict. We are greater than God and we are blessing him in one thing and one thing alone in the fact that we can honestly and truly turn around and say, God, I do love you.
1: Wow. That reminds me of the first time I realized that I could bless god that I could say I love god and that I could give him love and honor and he would fill it and he would know it yeah well we should we really need to go into this at some at some point scott but um I realized that after reading part of the final quest and I just I'm I'm a fairly emotional creature I'll admit that but that was, a, that was an emotional day in a good way because they basically they had in, in this book about all of heaven celebrating a very, we would consider it a very little thing. This angry gentleman decides not to kick a cat and all of heaven celebrates uh, because he chose not to have anger. And I was thinking about that. I was like, you mean God and heaven will celebrate? when we choose not to sin, when we choose not to do when we, when we in our free will choose not to do these things, I can make heaven celebrate that. Yeah. That was to me, it was just a, it was a super emotional uh, moment and a big moment in my history of my chasing of God.
0: So I just encourage you when something horrible is going on, uh, to remember, now I'm not going to tell everyone how you should believe and how you should think. That's that's up to you and your heart and your chase with God uh, to determine that. But I just encourage you, don't blame God. When evil stuff is happening in this world, understand we're the ones who caused it. Everything, everything evil on this planet is our fault. Everything wonderful is His How could God let? Because he loves you. That's why. Because he's letting you live the consequences of your own actions. God said, I lay before you blessings and cursings. Please, please choose blessings. When we say, forget you, God, I'm choosing the cursings, he lets us suffer the penalty So in in hopes that we will turn around and choose the blessings. He wants communion with us. He wants intimacy with us. But he will not make us. That's up to us.
1: Yeah, that's something that I totally agree with. God will never force himself on you. Because like Scott said, he's not a rapist. He loves you. And how much better is it when the person you love loves you back?
0: Absolutely. So I guess we'll wrap it up there. That's a good place that I need to end it. Unless you got something else you want to throw out there, Brad? Sounds good to end it here. Okay. So, as always, this has been Scott. And this has been Brad. And as always,
1: this is not about us.